the pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com on this snowy Wednesday. Well, a lot of accidents out there. If you find yourself in an accident, do you know someone? Were you in an accident? Maybe someone hit your vehicle, some kind of a collision. Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. They'll repair your vehicle. Call them. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's a snowy Wednesday. There's snow and ice out there. We haven't had a lot of snow. People forget how to drive in the snow. Call West Fountain Auto Body. Maybe you talk to someone, whether you're someone you work with or someone in your family or a friend, and they said, you know, I was just in. Someone hit the back of my car. Tell them to call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right off of 95, wherever you can hear my voice. If your car is damaged, and this time of year with the snow and the ice, a lot of accidents, get it repaired with West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Now, as much as we normally don't talk about sports, I do want to talk about, this is a perfect example. This was, as, as many of you know, Kurt Schilling has now been denied entry into the Hall of Fame, and Mike Barnacle who's on MSNBC, formerly of the Boston Globe. You know, I used to compete against Barnacle when I was on the radio in Boston. I beat him in three months. I beat him in three months. He was asked, and they asked him about Kurt Schilling because with MSNBC, he's like Mr. Boston. And so if there's a story about Boston, Mike Barnacle's always telling people, here's what the Boston, the people of Boston think. Here's what the people of Boston feel. Here's what the people of Boston don't like. You know, he's always as if he's communicating with everyone. Uh, in the city of Boston. But anyhow, here's Mike Barnacle with uh, Willie Geist on MSNBC. Kurt Schilling on the merits, on his career as a pitcher, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? That's the first part of the question. And then how much should voters consider someone's uh, record off the field, the kind of guy he is? Mm. <clears throat> Well, Willie, on the first question, I would just say that over the past 10 or 15 years, at least, maybe a bit longer, the Hall of Fame vote and the Hall of Fame inductees is, in most cases, well, not in most cases, in some cases, it's become the Hall of Very Good. Uh, the standards are different. Sabermetrics has played an enormous role in who is voted into the Hall of Fame. All the acronyms, the war, wins, and things like that, just arcane stuff. So is Kurt Schilling a Hall of Famer? Yeah, probably is. I think I'd probably vote for him in the Hall of Fame, except for I wouldn't vote for him because of the character issue that you just alluded to. That gets us to the second point of the question. You could go to Cooperstown, I've been there many, many times, and walk through the hall and look through certain plaques of a certain era and there were gangsters, there were racists, there were wife beaters, there were all sorts of dreadful people, but tremendous baseball players. They, under these new guidelines, these new character issues that I think are legitimate to talk about, uh, would not certainly be in the Hall of Fame today. Uh, so it's an interesting question. The Clemens and Bonds issue, if I were voting, if I had a vote, I would vote for them to be in the Hall of Fame, but I would also insist that what they are alleged to have done and did do would be on the plaque mm. so that people going to Cooperstown looking at it could understand the era that they were a part of. Yeah, and as I said, Mika, Schilling came pretty close. Isn't that amazing? That tells you all you need to know about Barnacle. Let's talk about Barry Bonds, who is, the, to me, the biggest example of someone with, with roid abuse, right? They came out of the strike, he and McGuire hitting record home runs. Roger Clemens, absolutely. But look at in Barnacle's eyes. Now think of this, Kurt Schilling. They, Kurt Schilling, Mike Barnacle doesn't like what Kurt Schilling, who's been a supporter of President Trump and Republican in some of his comments after he played, once he was retired. In Mike Barnacle's world, in MSNBC's world, his comments in politics after he played the game 
should take precedent over his performance when he was a player. In Barnacle's eyes, Bonds, who cheated, come on, the, the famous thing of Barry Bonds' head was getting bigger. He was taking so many roids. He was involved with Belko on, uh, out in San Francisco, the Belko Lab. You know, there's a great book out about that, Chasing Shadows, and talk about him and Mark McGuire. Roger Clemens, you know, as the Red Sox let him go, said he was in the twilight of his career. And all of a sudden he goes to Toronto and, uh, and then even playing for the Yankees. It, it, it's just absolute hypocrisy. In Barnacle's eyes, the fact that Clemens and Barry Bonds cheated during the game, in his eyes, that's not as bad of the politics of Kurt Schilling and things Schilling has said since he retired. And look what even likes it. You know, there's, he's saying that there's gangsters in there there's, or people associated with gangsters and, and racists in there. But, but what has Schilling done? Schilling is provocative and he's made some, you know, a lot of support for President Trump. And he was uh, very friendly or still is with Steve Bannon. But that to me is the epitome. See, this is people say unity. How do you have unity with someone that thinks this way? Barry Bonds and Clemens cheated. There's no allegations that Kurt Schilling cheated when he was playing in Major League Baseball. Zero, none. Their problem with him, keeping him out of the Hall of Fame, are things he said in his politics once he was retired, once he was away from the game. In Barnacle's eyes, it's okay that Barry Bonds and Clemens, and what does he say? Well, we should put something on their plaque. Yeah, but the plaque would be in the Hall of Fame. He was, I mean, what is that? What do you mean it's put it on their plaque? The plaque would still be in the Hall of Fame. They would still be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He wants to keep Kurt Schilling out. He has less of a problem that Barry Bonds, his body was exploding. Barry Bonds' head, he had to wear a new helmet. I mean, it's been documented, fully documented, the amount of stuff that he was putting in his system, and it worked. And And just the fact, you know, uh, all those records that he broke were all fraudulent, but they were allowing it because they felt that the game had had taken a beating after the strike. So suddenly they they let that error. That whole error is a disgrace. And the fact that, you know, just last week when Hank Aaron passed away, you know, the, the person who truly beat Babe Ruth's record with home runs. But that just shows you how do you reason with someone like Barnacle that thinks that. Now, folks, there's some other stories as well I want to draw attention to. As always, they're on the website, dipetro.com. And remember, dipetro.com is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Security cameras, car keys, security for you, your family, your employees. Online at allstatelock.com or call them 401-349-0042. Boy, that barnacle. And then he had his own problems, obviously, with the Boston Globe in Channel 5 in Boston as well. Birds of a feather. This is the John DePetro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call J.K. Engineering today. 
JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump remember estimates are free financing is available they're licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts call jkl engineering right now residential or commercial at 401-351-7600 jkl they'll do it right the first time now call them you don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system what if it starts to get really cold call jkl right now free quote free estimate Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Folks, joining me right now, he covers Rhode Island the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan, let's start off. Uh, yesterday, both of us were watching it. Um, boy, I think we saw a very prepared, poised, confident uh, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, who by all accounts, to me, that was, uh, that was a student that prepared. There were several times that she demonstrated that she had prepared and reached out and spoke with many members of the committee. And uh, they really ultimately didn't lay a glove on her. It was like a runner that kind of runs into the end zone and no one even touched them. Yeah, I, I think there were uh, a lot of folks, uh, particularly people who probably tend to, to not love the governor uh, or members of the media who really thought something there, you know, there could be fireworks here. Um, and if you look at the makeup of that committee and not that everybody knows every single member, but, you know, that committee, it tends to be a very sort of under the radar committee, Chairman Wicker, the senator from Mississippi, you know, is very clearly kind of a, a you know, a statesman slash senator kind of in the, the old school sense of the word, right? He, he likes to be friends with everybody. Um, you know, the only adversarial kind of person on the committee is Ted Cruz from Texas, uh, who, as you know, you know, both Democrats and Republicans, you know, kind of dislike him. Uh, within that chamber. And so I think folks really went into this thing, folks here locally kind of thought, boy, they're going to rough her up. You know, they're going to ask all these questions. I mean, the truth was, like, we, like we've talked about before, you nailed it. The, the governor knows how to take tests, right? She was prepared. Yeah. Uh, some of those questions, John, I mean, certainly I wasn't in any way, uh, you know, I had to Google a lot of different questions just to make sure, you know, I knew what, what they were asking. But she, you know, did what, uh, probably what she was also instructed to do. It was a lot of don't make waves, a lot of, you know, I'm looking forward to working with you. I'll get back to you, you know, happy to have a conversation. She didn't take too many, you know, firm positions on, on, on very many things. There were margins that she did. Uh, and, and I think you're right. I don't think anybody laid a glove on her. No, I think the question now isn't if she is going to be confirmed. It's when and how many votes is she going to get in the full Senate? Um, you know, I think there's a real scenario. If you, you look at the numbers that Janet Yellen got for the Treasury Secretary, we could be talking about, you know, 85, 90 votes for Governor Raimondo uh, in yes. confirmation, uh, you know, if it, if, it, if it happens sometime next week. Dan, you also see, um, you know, she, she made a point of showing she was very poised uh, there's a line you go back to to say, I, I look forward to, you know, working with you on that. I'm not that sure. I also thought it was good that she would even admit, which is OK, obviously, to say I'm not that familiar with that. But, boy, you get an inside of some of the minutiae involved, whether it's the cherries in Michigan or a lot on the 
the fisheries in, and as someone that I talked to who said, you know, this was prior to this, who, who told me, who said, listen, this is the Senate. If this were the House, it's a whole different, That's right. whole different situation. Patrick Kennedy used to say that he kind of liked the rambunctiousness of, of the House. But the Senate, it started off with uh, very nice intros by both Senator Reid and White House. And uh, I thought one of the more interesting, interesting things was Senator Johnson from Wisconsin, who did get into the whole thing of Section 230 with with big tech, I think that's an area to, uh, to watch. And I, I found that that was one area that Governor Mundo, and, and you can't be prepared for everything, but she was very cautious with that questioning. She was extremely cautious with that, John. And everybody, you know, I think the easiest thing to jump on is, well, Ted Cruz asked about CNBC business rankings. You're right. The one that I was glued to was the Ron Johnson question because uh, that, that Section 230, that, that ability yes. to hold, uh, you know, the social media companies, particularly social media companies, uh, kind of liable for user content that, you know, is, is a firestorm on both sides, right? Republicans hate it for their own reasons. The Democrats, including David Cicilline, you know, who's kind of led the way on some of that antitrust, uh, those issues, you know, they want reform in a different way. And what you saw from the governor was, you know, some level of, it, it, it's funny because when we talk about how prepared she was, this was her, my guess is she was well-prepared and she wanted to be evasive with, with, with her yes. uh, responses. Uh, she did agree that it does need to be reformed, which is in line with the Biden administration's kind of view on this. The challenge is, is you know, yes, that's like saying, you know, the garbage isn't getting picked up. I agree it needs to be reformed, but I don't know what the answer is to, to, to solving it. Uh, and so, you know, she, she definitely uh, tried to kind of avoid his questions. And I think, you know, it's hard. You got to think about this. Governor Raimondo, an executive, you know, has an ego, right? She likes being in charge. Something tells me it, it is not that easy for her to sit up there and, not give her opinion on everything that she gets asked uh, and, and potentially to not be prepared or not, you know, not know the ins and outs of the cherry business like, like we were talking about. And so uh, you know, I thought that was actually the more interesting ex exchange, if anything, was even remotely adversarial. But even even Senator Johnson came away, I think, somewhat charmed by her. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he votes. But yeah, I, I think that's going to be an issue. And I think it's going to be one that uh, you know, as David Cicilline is, after we get through impeachment, David Cicilline is going to go back to being focused on the big tech companies. And it'll be interesting if, you know, his very strong position, um, you know, conflicts with what Governor Ramon, the Biden administration wants. Dave McGowan, does it surprise you that they, they even announced this week who her staff is going to be at at commerce, and when I say that, it's it's a different, much different role than what she has because a huge part of this is number one: do you want the job? Number two: by the way, here's your staff. Yeah. I mean, who are all, as you can imagine, politically connected people? Any feedback you're hearing on that that is unusual, and and I'm excuse me, it's not unusual, but it is something that she's going to have to adjust to. Yeah, I mean, I think for for some of the, and I, I say this slightly in a negative way, but but it's the way to put it. I think for some of the kind of hangers on to Gina Raimondo, uh, I think there's an eye opening right now of, oh, she doesn't get to bring her, you know, it, this isn't Rhode Island government. You don't get to find a right. job for everybody, right? Uh, now, the federal government is very much like that, but the, the people finding the jobs are the Biden people, right? And, and it, you know, it, those jobs, uh, you know, up and down federal government, you know, every senator has a niece that needs a job and every, you know, every friend of a friend of a donor has to, you know, have something here. And so I think a lot of the, the I think some of the younger people in the governor's office, people who, uh, you know, could kind of ride her out for a while um, are kind of learning, um, you know, unless I want to stay in state government with Dan McKee, um, and so I think the all I think the, the folks who have more experience, the Brett Smiley's of the world, for example, the director of administration, you know, these are folks that have their own plans. They want to do their own thing. Um, you know, my understanding is the governor has asked a handful of people uh, who are very tight with her if she if they want. But the other thing, the, the dirty little secret, John, is 
let's say you're the communications director for governor reminder. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but let's say you make $130,000 a year. You go, yeah. you go be the public information officer or the assistant public information officer in the commerce department. You're taking a big, big pay cut. Um, yeah. And so there are a bunch of people who, who thought it was sounded like a lovely idea to go to Washington and, you know, save democracy in their eyes. But they're realizing that it doesn't it conflicts with their their earning potential. Um, and so I, but but yes, overall, I think it is a little bit of a um, an eye opener. Now, remember, one thing we don't know. And if you look at some of the resumes, some of the, the big announcements, some of the big jobs they, they do kind of somehow flow in the governor's circle. A couple of people are coming over from the Democratic Governors Association, which she chaired. Um, you know, certainly her network outside of Rhode Island, you know, does extend to some of these people. But you're right. It's not like her, you know, her chief of staff is not going to D.C. with her. Right. And, and Dan McGowan, just finally on this. Now, your former colleague, Ted Nisi, he tweeted out that he believed that she was at a, a friend of hers house do we know and not that that matters that much but she didn't go she was remote again the governor looked impeccable it was a good background it was good lighting but do we know was there someone that she maybe like helped her prep for this a little bit in and um i just you know it's a curious thing was that not she was not at her at her own you know i learned that from ted as well honestly i didn't know that i was surprised because she does a i mean she like i have talked to her from home so you know, I, I wonder, you know, how much was this, you know, making sure you had sort of the, I don't know, the most solid internet connection. Um, I think it's more, you know, that. Yeah. one of those types of things. I do know that she certainly asked some of her, uh, what we call right in the political world, their kitchen cabinet. I think she asked some of her very closest people, you know, for advice on just, you know, preparation. I wouldn't be surprised. She's very close with one of the top advertising people in Rhode Island, uh, John Duffy. Yes. I assume that yeah. I assume that there was some advice, maybe mo- honestly, maybe more about presentation and, uh, and and again, how to how to be evasive because that's not the governor's strong suit. Um, so I think there you know there could have been a little bit of media prep. To the actual issues was, uh, you know, she spent a lot of time. Uh, with the Biden people preparing for that. And, you know, you talked to, I think, I, by my account, John, I think only one member of that committee said they hadn't spoken to her. It was Senator Blunt from Missouri. Everybody yes. had, had talked to her in the last day or the previous week. Um, and so, you know, she was also well prepared. The thing that you realize from these guys is, uh, I was joking with a, with a, actually a pretty high ranking member of the governor's staff yesterday. It, it, reminds you a lot of what it's like to go in front of the legislature or what it's like to go in front of the Providence City Council. You know, it's a lot of, hey, can you get Silver Lake potholes fixed? It's not, you know, very broad stuff. It's actually hyper local, you know, the cherries, you know, the fisheries in Washington. It's, it's a lot of that stuff. And so she probably had to be well prepared. But my guess is the Biden people had, you know, a playbook basically on every member of that committee. Yeah, I just think yesterday that that was like pure Gina Raimondo, fully prepared. And even the picture that's in the globe, the, her room, it, it and, and just, you know, it was fine. It was actually kind of yep. nondescript in a way, but it was perfectly suited with the map behind her, the wall. And just kind of it looked wasn't overly yep. done. It wasn't like we're looking at someone's fantastic living room. Um, we're going to take a quick break, folks, because Dan McGowan actually broke some news about what's going on with the transition. Again, he's Dan McGowan with the Boston Globe. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out, they send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today 508. 508- 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor. 
or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass., it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, you, uh, in a way, I love the way you framed this earlier in the week and talking about the, the back and forth that's going on right now between Team Ramundo and also Dan McKee, the incoming. And it was... You really, and it, it nailed it. It's the east side of Providence, kind of very, very different than that of the Blackstone. Yeah, Island. there's a real, uh, you know, they're at a, a, a tough point, the, the McKee and, and Gina Raimondo kind of, uh, uh, this transition. There, there, There's real tension, I think, between the two sides. And, and yeah, I broke it down. Uh, in in try to, trying to come up with the kind of most creative way to suggest what I, what I mean by East Side versus Blackstone Valley is probably what you think. The East Side, you know, you're, you're living in a million dollar house. Uh, the governor, you know, ha- takes a lot of advice and a lot of uh, actual staffers like has them on the East Side of Providence. And their view of the world is very different. They tend to think, I've covered enough of them that they tend to think they know better than uh, a lot of your politicians elsewhere. Uh, you know, they, they certainly tend to be the power players. I think the Blackstone Valley, where Dan McKee comes from, you know, it tends to be a little more class, tends to be a little bit more, you know, it's a lot more Dan McKee, Don Drebian types, uh, the mayor of Pawtucket, who, you know, want to, uh, uh, they, wa- they, they want to bring people together. They want to do so-called bottom-up uh, leadership. Um, and... What you're seeing right now is Dan McKee uh, clearly feels very, I would say, boxed in right now. He, he, um, he had a very interesting conversation with a group of reporters, including me, over the weekend. And I think, John, you, you, you've been around sort of long enough to know all of this, that, that politicians don't call press, uh, press conferences or, or you know, don't call reporters for no reason, right? They're always looking to get right. something out of it. It's not, you, you, you do this a lot yep. with the governor. She's not her friend, right? She, she's trying to get something out right. of this. And, uh, you know, it's it's very strange to get a call from the governor uh, or the incoming governor Saturday you know, on the weekend. 
And if you look at the way it was covered, uh, it was very all over the place, right? You had, I think you had one news outlet say they want to move to uh, <laughs> 65 and over as prioritization. You had another say teachers are going to be the top priority. And McKee told me that, you know, I wasn't invited to the press conference uh, last week and I didn't like that. What you see here is a is a an incoming governor who wants people to know I'm going to be in charge soon, but it doesn't feel right. like they're letting me in. Um, and I think he's extremely frustrated. I know after writing what I wrote on Monday, I heard from both sides. I can say with pretty strong confidence that all the way up to Governor Raimondo were not thrilled with the way you know I presented that because their administration, uh, you know, disputes this and they think. We've rolled up the red carpet. We've done everything we can. Um, and, you know, the truth is it, it's very difficult to tell, right? I'm sure there are people in the, in the Raimondo administration who are trying to be as helpful as possible. At the same time, they, they have never gotten along. They have a different view of the world. Um, look, in the very simple way, the Raimondo people think they're smarter than the McKee people. And whether they, whether they are that's or right. not, that's a debate. Styles, you know, you can debate what's right and what's wrong, but it really comes down to one side thinks that they've already gotten things right, and the other side kind of thinks that that some things the governor has done is, is actually wrong. Yeah, I like the way you framed the whole east side of Providence thing. I know the east side. I lived on the east side. I lived on Harwich for almost two years. It's so different yeah. than the rest of Rhode Island and the Ramundo people. That becomes their world that they all. The, it, living on the east side and you go out in Providence and you go south, basically they go to Newport. It's far different than people that live in Johnston and Cranston right. and Cumberland and Lincoln and Smithfield. Um, now, Dan McGowan, the uh, uh, director Scott, um, excuse me, um, head of the Rhode Island, Dr. Scott's going to have her press briefing tomorrow. Now, Dan McKee had said in the past he wasn't even invited last week. Do we expect any changes as far as the COVID? Well, if, if you're complaining to a reporter, and let's be very clear, that that's how I would I would describe the way Dan McKee held his press conference or held his calls with reporters. It was a little bit of a uh, event session, I think. Um, you would expect him to show up this week, right? You would expect him to be there, sort of by demand in some ways. Uh, so it will be interesting. I have not got indication yet whether or not he'll be there. So. We don't know for sure, but it, you would expect if he's saying he wants to be a part of all of them, uh, you know, he he um, he will be there. And think think about this, you know, now you're a couple of weeks into this transition. It's still hectic. It's very difficult. You know, normally you get from November and usually if you're a Democrat, typically you can almost, you know, pencil it in from September through the rest of the year to get your transition kind of going. Uh, this is a couple of weeks, but. He now, you know, he knows his departments now. He he is he should know, you know, the basics of vaccine distribution and and what he wants to say. And I think he needs to clarify, uh, you know, the danger. The good part of talking to lots of different reporters at different times is it's great for all of us, right? We can we get our own story. It's not, you know, it's not very it's not boring. It's not, you know, you're reading the same thing everywhere. The downside is is now he needs to kind of explain where he actually stands on a bunch of issues. And I think that press, that weekly press conference is, um, it really is the ideal time to be able to uh, watch because you know it's guaranteed eyeballs. And Dan McGowan, um, and again, folks, it's, it's Sean DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, what are you hearing as far as timeline now for Governor Amundo and when this transition will be official. The first time we had heard something on the record was Senator Sheldon Whitehouse told Channel 12 he thought sometime the vote could be March and April. I'm hearing now they're trying to get this vote done before the Trump impeachment that starts February 8th. So there's a possibility that it could be moved dramatically, up uh, dramatically. John, I, I think there is a real chance that next week will be Governor Amundo's last week as governor. Uh, you know, I Finally, think you, you yes. have her getting, you know, she'll do her state of the state next Wednesday. There's a chance that next Wednesday we're hearing uh, will actually be uh, the committee confirmation. And uh, to be clear, remember, you know, the way the, the Senate works, it's not quite like, uh, it's not always the case, but it's not quite like the way you think of the, you know, the General Assembly where what, something goes on the floor and every, everyone wants to give a speech and it takes a long time. 
once this sails through committee, remember, it's a low-hanging fruit kind of issue. It's not the biggest, most pressing issue happening in Washington. My guess is the, 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 the full Senate will schedule it relatively quickly, potentially by Friday. And, uh, you know, she'll quickly sail through. It's, this isn't going to be a controversial nomination. And I think the, what the Biden folks are yeah. trying to do is say, hey, all right, we're, you know, we, we understand the wanting to have an impeachment trial for the president, but you've got to let us run our government. Let's at least get the defense folks through and then the, the no-brainer uh, in the cabinet. And I think that, you know, Gina Raimondo would, con- would be considered a little bit of a no-brainer on the, on the cabinet. It's not controversial. No one's going to fight her. So get it. There's a real chance it could be next week. I, I know people have, you know, thought this, this kind of fantasy idea of that the governor could be there for a really long time. Her team has been working fairly clearly along the same timeline for a while now that they, they've thought that sometime in early February, and it looks like that's where we are. Who will be chosen to be the next so lieutenant governor? It's the debate of all debates. It still, as recently as yesterday, John, it still looks to me, talking to lots of sources within the McKee world, it still looks to me like former Central Falls Mayor James Diosa is the favorite. I'll give you one yes. person that has emerged. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I would say number two yet, but very close, who is coming, kind of rocketing up. Her name has not been out there very much. Uh, is the province city council president Sabina Matos? Uh, she she has been she is certainly uh, being you know discussed internally. I think in 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 the McKee camp. I think there's a lot of thought that a Latina from from Providence could help when it comes to you know politics in a couple of years. Um, being the the city council president, you know it, it's it's not quite like. Uh, being a you know a true executive, but you know it's it's a real responsibility. It's a it's a you know a face you know a front facing job. So I've heard her name. Um, I think a lot of these other folks. I know Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, uh, you know, has put out this website to say you can apply. Um, they are getting in. They're already getting interesting resumes and things like that. But let's be very clear to people, right? There are politics involved here. There's what's going to help you two years from now if you're Dan McKee. Uh, there is, you know, the element of who can who can actually do the job, who who would be, you know, who could replace me if, you know, if, if something happened. Um, and so I think the two candidates right now that have emerged are James Yost, and I think he's the favorite. And then I think Sabina Matos could be number two or is at least kind of coming up the, the rear end if we were, yeah. Wow. Wow, what a political move that would be. That completely halts Alorza in a Democrat primary in Bingo. September of 2022. <laughs> oh, folks, quick break. A lot more Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, Call Marie, I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. We understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible Akai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? 
contact Karen Etchelson, InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com, as well as Facebook, Preferred Towing. They can also, you know, they buy older vintage cars, maybe it's from the 60s, 70s. Maybe you have one it has been sitting in your garage for who knows how long the last 15 years and you keep saying you know someday i'm going to restore that but how about instead call today 401-725-8500 call for a fair offer today it's preferred towing in recovery located in lincoln 401-725-8500 again they've been doing repossessions for 30 years they'll get the job done safely secured Safely and securely, preferred towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, as we are in this uh, interim period where, uh, uh, unless something changes, I I don't think we're going to hear from Governor Mundo until her state of the state next Wednesday, uh, incoming Governor Dan McKee. But Dan McGowan, Rhode Island, is uh, Bloomberg reported third worst as the Boston Globe has written uh, tremendous articles and reporting on we're third worst in the country. As yeah, far this as is not uh, this has not gone uh, quite as smoothly as the testing side went. Right. Where Rhode Island was, you know, very quickly one of the leaders in the country. And you remember all those press conferences every day where everybody talked so proudly about this. And, and in this case, you're seeing almost the exact opposite. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of defense playing from the Department of Health. They say there's a lot of factors here. Uh, you know, it, it comes down to uh, a big factor is Rhode Island has an agreement uh, with CVS and Walgreens, um, where when the vaccine is sort of widely available, this could be really beneficial because there's a scenario where. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to potentially you'll have a, be able to go get your vaccine at almost any one of those uh, pharmacies. And, and it would be, you know, very much easy. But right now, those the pharmacies have a little bit of a control over the number of vaccines that are available. Um, and so it's not like it's, you know, this isn't how it works anyway, but it's not the Department of Health is sitting on 55 percent of all vaccines. It's that a bunch of those vaccines are sort of in the hands of those pharmacies. And so there's the state can do in some ways. And it is, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a bad look for the state. And I think they're really trying to, um, you know, to push back and to try to offer some of the, the context to it. I think what everybody's hoping, and I think Dan McKee is this way too, when it comes to, you know, who you're prioritizing, I think everybody is kind of crossing their fingers that, the rollout right now is very poor, but there will come a time relatively quickly where the vaccine will be much more widely available. And we'll look at this almost as a, you know, a blip on the radar. It was a, you know, chaotic rollout, but everything ended up okay. The problem is, is that, you know, it's okay to do this for a week, maybe two weeks, but people start to get anxious, they start to get anxious. And, you know, if we're talking a month from now, and we're still pretty low on these lists, uh, I think you're going to, first of all, it'll be on Dan McKee at that point. And um, I think people will be, you know, a, a very tank more so than they are now. Folks, uh, some of the other stories in the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan, your new colleague, has uh, as mass ends restaurant curfews, will Rhode Island diners take their business across the border? This is a, this is a real concern. Because the way they make their money, you, you have yeah, to be open. Yeah, I mean, this has be been, you know, the, the challenge uh, in many ways throughout the pandemic has been 
both, particularly Massachusetts and Rhode Island, uh, to some degree Connecticut too, it, you know, every, they kind of look at each other and, you know, one state does one thing and then the, the other state follows suit. And you know, there's a little bit of, we want to be first to, first to close or first to reopen. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, the, because Rhode Island is in a little bit of transition chaos, uh, you know, Massachusetts says, hey, we're going to start to relax things where we want. Uh, I believe the casinos there are now going to start to go uh, 24 hours relatively soon. Uh, certainly the restaurants are relaxing their restrictions. And you have a bit of a leadership void here in Rhode Island. So you don't have, you know, if you think about it, who makes these decisions? Governor Raimondo, she's thinking about the Commerce Office. Uh, Stephen Pryor, we all expect him to be on his way out at some point, the, the, the commerce director here. Uh, so there's, there is a little bit, I'm sure they are thinking about it, but they, they have priorities as well. And it, it's a bad look. I think the restaurants have a good reason to be upset. And my colleague, Alexa Gagas had a really good story kind of breaking this all down. There's another story in the Boston Globe. Man falsely accused of murder. Seuss Pataka police says cold case detective used him for publicity. Your colleague, Amanda Milkovitz, what's so interesting about this is it was it was a yeah. different idea about these playing cards and all the different cases on the playing cards. And apparently what people don't know is apparently they they put some of these in prison sometimes because as the prisoners are playing uh, playing cards, they try to help them to get them solve crimes. I, I know that that protected police detective, Susan Cormier, she was really aggressive trying to get publicity to, to draw some attention with this. But it's a, it's a uh, incredible yeah, story. I mean, by, and the, by the way, by my former uh, employer, Channel 12, has been sort of, uh, you know, very much heavily involved. They, they've run a series of stories on specifically on these playing cards, the hook being, you know, can you help us solve a cold case? And you just nailed it, John. I mean, what, what happens is uh, the... <laughs> You know, these playing cards get distributed and where do folks, you know, who, who know about crimes gather? Well, prison, right? Uh, and so they're, you know, folks have tips. They're trying to get maybe, a, you know, some time cut off their own uh, sentence, things like that. And so they end up chasing these things down. And I think there's been some level of success, but in this case, uh, I remember, I, I remember this pretty well when that, when that case was, when there was an arrest made and everybody said, oh, it, you know, it's a DNA connection and it's a big deal. And to her credit, I will tell you, Amanda Milkovitz always had good sourcing on this that said, something's off here. There's, there, you know, people don't think that the, the police did the right thing. They might've, might've overplayed their hand. And then I think within about 10 months, the case was dropped, but this guy who was, you know, charged and faced over the media and uh, charged with a heinous murder um, is, is now suing. And, and uh, it would seem like he has a pretty decent case. Um, I was a little surprised he didn't actually, and it, I love the folks at Channel 12. I was surprised he didn't add Channel 12 to the lawsuit, to be honest with you. Um, I wonder if that yes. would happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I mean, maybe it's completely the detectives and that's why they want to do it. Remember, one of the things that uh, in this lawsuit and in what uh, talking to Amanda, the, the folks said was uh, the, the folks who are suing said was the uh, the prosecutors here did a great job. They realized that that the evidence wasn't there and they dropped the case. They did what they're supposed to do, but uh, still very much, you know, it appears to have kind of ruined this guy's life. Yeah, I have a friend who's. Um entertainment company they even had a meeting with the detectives yeah, about making it. this into a tv show <laughs> so she was uh she was very aggressive in getting publicity and finally uh the globe does have extensive coverage that uh kurt schilling has fallen short with the the hall of fame and now i think dan mcgowan you're a big baseball guy i think schilling is even saying listen i don't even want to be considered he said i think what did he call 16 votes short uh, and that, my opinion doesn't matter, but I think he is a Hall of Famer. I think clearly he's, you know, has the numbers to do it. I think most of my colleagues in the Globe who actually have a vote uh, also voted for, uh, for for him to be in the game. But yeah, he uh, he basically said, I think he put a Facebook post up last night to say uh, he has one more year of the baseball writers. And he said, I don't even want to be considered if I get in. 
it'll be after that when the players get to vote, the, the, you know, the former Hall of Famer or the Hall of Famers, uh, active Hall of Famers um, get to vote. And so, he, you know, he, it's, it's another saga, I think, for Rhode Island. We care deeply about what, you know, what Kurt Schilling is doing all the time. You, of course, have the famous interview with him. So, uh, he, you know, it's always interesting to, 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 uh, to watch him here. Um, I'm just a little bit surprised. He came very close last year. I thought this year could be the year, but uh, just a little, little bit short. Folks, a lot of the information you hear me mention, I, I read it each morning in an email. It's called Roadmap. Dan McGowan, I'd like you to extend that offer to others that are listing that they can also sign up to get that free, ma- free email, yeah, which is filled with information simple. to uh, start the day. Send a blank email. Just a blank email. You don't have to write anything other than to rinews at rinews at globe.com and it's exactly right it's a it's, first of all most importantly it's free you get original reporting from me sometimes we break news sometimes we've got analysis and then all the stories john and i talk about every week we link to every day uh you get it monday through friday before 8 a.m uh takes four and a half minutes tops to read it's it uh it really helps you kind of start your day so rinews at globe.com you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow He's Dan McGowan. Thanks so much, John. Great job. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful trustworthy reliable for plumbing heating and cooling from winter to summer the train technicians provide 100 service one customer at a time from service calls to maintenance agreements to installation re coogan heating proud to help residential customers they pride themselves they make customer service and satisfaction a top priority as they say as coog says let us into your home don't fix it alone re coogan and heating call them today 401-732-6562 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24 7 emergency service available call yankee tree service today 439-6028 439-6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028. 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com.